We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. We're off a couple of days, and now we are back in action. Lots to talk about in the world of the NBA. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane, over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA on the Twitter machine. Keith, how are you doing? How's everything going? I know you've got family in town. Lots of stuff going on in uh, in your world right now. Yeah, it's a it, it, it's a lot, but it's good to see everybody. We've been. Uh, doing some of the disney stuff and uh just doing doing family time and running around and we've got uh you know soccer and school on top of it and and when i can i'm watching basketball so it's uh you know it's it's been good it's uh you know we're gonna get a few more days of it and then, then we'll get we'll get back to the normal uh next monday on halloween night is when uh everything resettles for the smith family and it'll be be back to regular life so i'm looking forward to it well, you know, I as much as I want to get into NBA today, and we certainly need to, but I need to mention this. I, over the two films, have been lukewarm on Ant-Man. Not bad, not bad, but not like, oh my gosh, I need to rewatch this 15 times or however. Mm-hmm. I think I've watched Ragnarok like 50 times at this point. Um, <laughs> Ant-Man Quantum Mania. I am a little bit fired up now after seeing that, seeing that trailer. And I know that that's the point of the trailer is to get people excited mission accomplished i am very excited now about this movie yeah i I mean i was there anyway because i think kang's setting up to be like the new big bad Mm -hmm. um in a lot of ways after they introduced a variant of kang and loki this one's obviously the more uh i guess comics traditional version but yeah i'm super excited for that and yeah this one sounds like we're we're finally it seems like they phase four had been introducing new characters and introducing new characters. And now we're going to get uh, uh Wakanda forever coming out uh, here mm-hmm. j- just a couple weeks, which is crazy. Yep. Um, you know, well, we'll get into that. And then uh, did you see the guardians Christmas special? I did too, as well. That look, That's just going to be funny. So um, yes. I'm very much looking forward to that too. So yeah. Yeah, man, we, we got, we get some Marvel stuff coming right down the line here very, very, very rapidly. So I'm very excited for that. My daughter was extremely disappointed when she found out that Thor was not in the Guardians Christmas special. <laughs> she she had lost a lot of interest in, in watching it. She's she is actually dressing up as Thor, as the Jane Foster, Jane Foster of Thor for Halloween. She's all in on this, but yeah, she was supremely disappointed that Thor will not be part of the Guardians Christmas special. I, I am still excited to see that one. Our daughter is going to be Lady Loki. Oh, um, there you she, go. She, she, horns and she has a variant uh sweatshirt she's gonna wear and 
uh, hang out. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let's dive into some NBA news. Unfortunately, a negative to start out. Kawhi Leonard already dealing with knee issues. Now, there's reports out there that he wanted to play, but the Clippers opted not to uh, risk anything, which this early in the season, why risk it? But still, that's not a good sign. You know, for we knew there was going to be load management with Kawhi Leonard and all that, but they start the season bringing him off the bench. The minutes have been managed, and now they're sitting out of him out of games entirely. And we're, I mean, we're on the opening lap of the NBA marathon, and we're already seeing this pop up. Yeah, they're in one of those two game sets where they they're uh, playing playing two in a row in Oklahoma City, and and he's not going to play in either one of them, which is is really not great. It's uh, they're saying it's knee stiffness. Uh, This is after he came off the bench and and all those kind of things. So we'll we'll see if uh, you know what this means. I know um, you know the knee is the let's call it the newer problem uh the quad is uh you know has been explained multiple times it's a condition it's not an injury uh with this quad so there's just going to be times when he's just going to need shut down because because of the quad but the torn acl on top of it it's my guess is you know without without being a doctor and without having seen anything for him it's probably all somewhat connected with all of it and and yeah i mean like you said it's it's not even the end of october and we've already got him sitting out games and i know some people are like oh it's just low management so this is not you know not back-to-back games this early and if it was they wouldn't be saying knee stiffness they'd be you know just saying not you know injury return from injury management or something so right. yeah it's definitely concerning um paul george out too yeah. uh, uh marcus morris out with personal issues so you know some of that depth being stretched a little bit for the clippers right now and we talked about how ridiculous their wing depth is and now i mean this early in the season they weren't planning on having to rely on it and yet nope. here we are where they've uh they've had to so not nope. good in the in the early going uh, let's jump over to your Boston Celtics. Grant Williams suspended one game mm-hmm. for, for bumping an official. You and I were talking before we came on here about kind of the this altercation, how it all went down. Uh, what, what's your take from the Celtics perspective on what's happened here with with Grant Williams? Uh, and is this one game suspension warranted? Yeah, 100% warranted. Um, very consistent with the NBA too. If you bump into an official, in any kind of complaining or threatening manner, this was certainly not threatening uh, Williams. Well, what happened was he got called for a block, and in my opinion, it was the right call, um, but he had been complaining all game long. Jason Tatum had gotten a technical earlier. There were some definitely some, some calls that went against the Celtics. Uh, by no means is that the reason they lost. The, the Bulls just kicked their tails. So that part I'm not going to say had anything to do with the with Boston losing the game. But uh, yeah, Williams didn't like the call. He did. I don't know if he ended up doing a somersault or not after it. Then he got up and as he was like sprinting to the bench or whatever to say his piece to whoever was going to listen, he bumped into the referee. Um, The press release also says there was uh, inappropriate language directed towards the referee too. So my guess is it's a combo deal there and that that got him suspended for for one game. The league's been very consistent with this uh, over the years. If you make contact with an official, you're going to get tossed and you're probably going to be out another game as well. So, you know, it kind of, it, it is what it is. It's definitely a big loss. The Celtics are thin up front right now. It's uh, Al Horford and then uh, a bunch of question marks. Uh, I know Vonley's been playing a lot, but uh, hit or miss with, with him. Pretty, pretty mixed. Uh, Blake Griffin, not really ready to go yet. Uh, Grant has been playing and generally playing well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to figure something out against a pretty big Cleveland team uh, here on uh, Friday night. I was going to say, I just looked ahead at their at who their next matchup is. 
there's some teams where it would be a bit easier to get away with not sure. having Grant Williams for. I don't think Cleveland is one of those teams, nope. especially when you've got, and not to say, you know, Grant Williams is going to stop Evan Mobley or something like nope. that, but just having size against Cleveland is important. Um, what is this just going to mean more minutes for Blake Griffin? I would guess. Yeah, probably. They'll probably go small even more kind of, you know, sometimes the best way to combat a big team is make them defend you mm-hmm. on the other end. That was kind of always Boston's approach with Philadelphia was like, Hey, Philly's going to be really big. All right. Then we'll go small and you're going to have to defend us too. So that would be my guess is that's what they do, but, but we'll see, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure uh, what, what Joe Missoula, who also got ejected from that Bulls game as well on uh, Friday night. Um, he, he got tossed uh, very quickly. He, um, what had happened was Jason Tatum got a technical earlier in the game. He Tatum did one of these like deals where yeah. you, where you wave your arm and he got a technical for it. Second time he's got one. Uh, the, the first time was in preseason uh, for, for a movement like that. And then, Nick Vucevic got called for a foul call. He didn't wave his arm, but he grabbed the ball and then he jumped up in the air and jumped up and down right next to the referee. And they were like, come on, like if you're going to give a T for one, let's be consistent and give, right. give two. But my guess is uh, Missoula had something more that he maybe added to, to those comments. I, I don't think it was probably just a be consistent because I don't think you get thrown out for that. But <laughs> yeah, so he was tossed and then Grant shortly thereafter. And uh, they asked him, you know, uh, after again, asked Joe Missoula, did you talk to Grant Williams? And he said, well, yeah, he goes, but who am I to say anything? I had gotten thrown out minutes earlier. So, um, you know, just a, a bump in the road, but uh, it wasn't a good game. You know, there was a lot of things that have been a little bit masked over maybe in the first three games for the Celtics because they won. Uh, really kind of came to light some bad defense and those kind of things. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. But three three days of practice time, three days to correct some stuff. And they've still got today and tomorrow to figure out how to play without Williams before Friday. So, you know, hopefully they'll have something ready to go. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, a transaction or a, few, a trio of transactions. The Knicks picked up options on uh, a number of their players, including Obi, Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, was this, uh, to me, these all are kind of no brainers. Yeah. And I, I know there's, you know, mixed reviews on Obi Toppin and everything, but like the, you just, you pick these up and, and you move forward if you're the Knicks. This, I don't think there was a lot of debate on whether or not they should do this, but just noteworthy that they did. Yeah, you should not be declining third and fourth year options unless the player is hurt and you know they can't play or unless they have like absolutely proven they are terrible and have no business being near court. All of these guys, obviously, completely not in either one of those camps. Um, they, they are both, you know, are all three rather, are all very good players. Uh, fourth year options for quickly and top and third year option for Grimes. Again, reminder, these options get picked up basically a year in advance. Um, for this and the deadline is monday october 31st that's the last day to pick up one of these otherwise the players will all become free agents next year there's a handful if you search my twitter timeline you can see i put a list together of all the guys we were still waiting on there was about 20 ish or so um that we're still waiting on seeing my guess is probably almost all of them would will be picked up because it's just what you do you pick it up and then you 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 deal with it later unless your name is smith Yes, in Smith, true. and you are yep. with the Phoenix Suns. I still don't understand yep. what they were And then doing. you get traded to the Pacers. Yep. That's so, right. And it worked out a little bit once Once upon a time, and the Warriors declined to come on loonies and then re-signed them. And just so since we're on it, if you decline the option, you can still re-sign the player, but you can only re-sign them for a contract starting um, at the value of the declined option amount. 
Um, and that, that exists too if the player gets traded. So in Jalen Smith's case, he got traded from the Suns to the Pacers. Pacers resigned him this summer, but it was only to a contract that could start at the amount of the declined option. There's no way you can uh, get around, you know, all right, this guy, you know, uh, Paolo Bancaro, right? He's already great. There's no way you could say, all right, we're going to decline year three and then, and then pay we're him sign you to a max deal. That, that's not allowed. It's, it's the team is uh, capped at paying the player the decline amount of his option. Now, if they leave and they go to another team, free game. They can pay him anything they want up to the max as long as they have the ability to do so. Uh, and that was, you know, occasionally a little bit of a concern. And there was a thought, you know, Smith broke out with the Pacers of you know, somebody might be able to pay him a little bit more. Uh, but that, that's that's all part of why we rarely see uh, rookie scale options decline. Yeah, I mean, that's and that rule is in place because I can imagine that if you had a breakout rookie, that agent would be pushing teams to oh, decline yeah. that option. And, hey, pay my guy, keep him happy. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we might want to look at a trade sure. and things. You know, it would get it would get messy. And so having that in there, it, it kind of protects you against something yep. like that. happening. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right. A guy um, who I have not talked, I haven't talked nearly enough about him at this point. Uh, I am muttering the name Russell Westbrook in my sleep, I believe, at this point. But uh, I used to imagine you're like walking down the aisle at the grocery store and you're just like, uh, Russ, and pull up jumper and, you know, two for one and 47.1 million. And people are like, the little girl's like, Mommy, that man's talking about Russell Westbrook again in the milk aisle. That that is happening. When I see a two for one sale at the store, yeah, it uh, it definitely triggers me. Into it. Yes, make a big mess of this. Exactly. I, the the lucky charms go flying. I'm throwing yeah. things and all that. It's it's not a good situation. If anything's but, if if anything's selling for four dollars and seventy one cents, you're like get it out of here, get out of my face. <laughs> I can't I can't see it. it's it's haunting me. That's that's what's happening. Yeah, um, yeah which is uh, can you you can't even take stuff for free, right? Because of the zero. That's right. That's right. They tell me it's for free. I say, no, I will, I will pay you. I'm giving you, giving you $1 for for this. I think, I I think this bit has uh, Russet's course. (laughs) Um, That was bad. Look, the the Lakers. So we just to update everybody on where the Lakers are at right now. um, There've been rumors about a Josh Richardson trade, potentially something brewing there. But I, I think the bigger story here is like, we've been hearing since literally since July, Spurs, Pacers, Hornets, these are the teams they could trade Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have popped up again. Terry Rozier's name popped up again a few days ago from Shams Tarania. Of course, we know they almost did the deal to get uh, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald right before media day, like the night before media day. Um, there were there have been discussions apparently with the Spurs for Josh Richardson. The bigger thing, though, is a lot of NBA teams aren't ready to make a trade right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they want the dust to settle. That's why we keep hearing, oh, 20, 25 games, something like that. Because not only do the Lakers want to figure out what's what and see if, you know, some teams decide, hey, we suddenly want to tank and go get Victor Wembanyama or try to. Um, teams around the NBA want the dust to settle and figure out what they've really got on their roster or don't have before they make this kind of a move. So a lot of people saying, oh, my gosh, just trade him now. Those opportunities aren't necessarily there. Now, Woj has mentioned that the only things that have that might kind of be out there are all the things that they didn't want to do in the summer. Mm-hmm. So for now it's, it's kind of the status quo. Yeah. I mean, and it's also important to know roughly 200 ish players, almost half the league can't be traded anyway, because those guys are 
they just signed contracts over the summer. So uh, the vast majority of those players can't be traded until December 15th. Uh, that's when the early trade window really kind of opens um, officially. Uh, there'll be a handful that are January 15th um, if they re-signed with their teams and get contracts that are big enough. And then the guys who signed very late, like, uh, for example, someone like Dennis Schroeder who signed very late, um, you know, it's, it's, it's later before those guys can be traded. But it is, uh, yeah, I mean, we're still, you know, month and a half away from that uh major early trade window opening up so so that that's part of it too right is you know well let's really see um spurs and pacers i had someone ask me like why do they keep coming up in the westbrook trades well it's really simple they both have 30 million dollars of cap space mm -hmm. so whether it's russ going direct to them in a two-team trade they send something to the lakers or it's a multi-team trade where they're they're the third team in by the time we get to trade season if they've not done something major, they're going to be everybody's favorite team to throw in at every trade because they're sitting on 30 million in cap space. So they're very easy to drop them in and make things work because you don't need to match salary. Like someone said when this report posted, they, I had someone tweet at me and say, how can they trade Richardson for Westbrook? There's like $30 million difference in salary because the Spurs are sitting on $30 million in cap mm -hmm. space. So, and I, and I did not run the math to be fair. They may need to throw in something small mm -hmm. um, in that trade. I saw too, some people said maybe Richardson and uh, McDermott, yep. you know, could, could be, be what, what makes sense there with, with that. But yeah, it's, um, I, I, I think there's two reasons why we're hearing so much Westbrook stuff. One is it's a, uh, it's 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 the Lakers, right? So they're one of the more popular teams. So there's just a lot around the Lakers all the time. Um, the other thing I think that we see happen in this situation with the Lakers is I think we're seeing um, there being the sense of they got to do something. Yeah. Right? Do, oh, and, and that's the, the only thing they can right? do, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no – I keep saying this, and, you know, whether it be on radio or to, to other people. There's no other meaningful trade the Lakers can make right now that makes sense, right? Because they're not going to trade Anthony Davis. Like, just get rid of that. And then basically the rest of the roster can't be traded yet. Almost all of them, they've got to hang on to, to December 15th. And even then, they're all on minimum contracts mm -hmm. for the most part, except for like Lonnie Walker. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly, I guess, yeah, you could flip him in a deal. But for the most part, you're kind of, it's Westbrook or anything if you want to make a meaningful move. Um, but all that said, I think there is a little bit of, I mean, there's definitely smoke, right? Because no one is coming out and saying directly like, nope, all these reports are not true. We're not looking to trade them or anything right. like that. Because I think they know like that would be so disingenuous and so stupid that we'd all, right, you and I would immediately record a show and be like, they think we're morons. Right? <laughs> like, of course you're trying to trade them. Um, but yeah, and now we're hearing, right, we heard, uh, was it last night or this morning, uh, Westbrook may not play in the next game because of the hamstring issue. There's reporting, I don't know who it was, but it is, you know, more likely they reduce his role before they, you know, trade him immediately and those kind of things. I, I think they're kind of going to say, let's be a little patient here. Let's see what it looks like maybe without him playing as much, um, you know, and then we can see you know, where we go. And that could turn into, all right, you know what, just go home. Go home, we'll it figure could. it out and, and go from there. And either we trade you or we let your contract expire this summer. But yeah, I know you saw I did a mini thread on Twitter. Where I was just like, the math is 30 million in space the summer or trade Russ right now for a trade that does it really fix you probably makes you better, but is it right. going to 
how much better, right? Is it going to be playing better? Is it going to be fighting for home court advantage better? I don't think there's a deal that all of a sudden it's like title contender better. I just don't think that necessarily exists. But yeah, and then it's, you know, as, as it has been for months, one pick, two picks, protect the first pick. Like, you know, where, where do we go with that? One of my keys has been if they're going to do a trade, they need to make sure it's not a trade where you're getting players who you're getting the last of their NBA value. Yes. Because if you do that, and two years from now, LeBron and AD decide, you know what, we're, I'm going to retire or whatever, I'm going somewhere else. You need pieces that you can pivot from. And if you get mm-hmm. Mike Conley, you, you can't flip him for any further value. You're getting yep. the last of his value in the in the yep. NBA. So, um, And he's probably a negative value right now anyway. Um, and you're probably not going to have the assets to attach correct. in a trade because you're probably going to use them in the initial trade anyway. So let me ask you, it, philosophically, do you think the Lakers are – better if russell westbrook is not playing yes not playing right now yes i'm not gonna say they need to rush into a trade but i would probably say hey let's let's just chill on right now too if it's oh your hamstrings bugging you okay let's sit a week you know let's let's really let that get healthy and then we'll readdress and go from there now that's kind of like right like, like oh there's a hole in my roof so i'll just throw you know i'll throw a tarp over it like mm-hmm. that's a very florida people like oh man that's so florida of you um but like it doesn't really fix anything right the hole in your roof's still there you know so you still gotta fix something so maybe you're you're just kind of you know kicking the can down the road a little bit but yeah i i, I just i i struggle to see the way he's playing how you're a better team with him on the floor because it's there were times last year where it was like, there's no other hot. Like, like you yeah. have very few guys. It's like, who's even going to dribble the ball up the floor, right? <laughs> like, like this year you have other guys. Like, there are other guys that you could play. And yeah, in my, in my opinion, I think they are better without them playing. Well, so then you can you can improve this team without giving up any picks. Yeah, you can improve this team yeah. just by saying, hey, we're just not going to put Russell Westbrook into the game. Um, now, again, I'm not saying that improves them significantly, but no, sure. It's got to be a factor if they if they're able to find some success without wrestling the game, then okay, maybe you you've got something there that you don't feel quite that urgency. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. We'll see. I think people are going to overreact in either direction to tonight's mm-hmm. Nuggets game if yeah. they somehow if they get a win. And right now they're not favored to win this game, but if they get a win, people will be screaming, "See, it was all Russ's fault. All they needed was Russ not to play." <laughs> Yeah. And if it goes the other way and they lose, then all the Russ stands are going to be running around screaming their heads off saying, Russ isn't the problem. It's LeBron. It's AD. See, this is this is proof. I don't We live in a wild world. And, and then I think that you're going to have the handful of rational people who are like, well, I guess we're not really good either way. So <laughs> you know. we, and that's where I we're going to get our voices drowned out by all those screaming. Because <laughs> yeah, that's of course. Oh, happens. yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just how it's supposed to work. I guess for me, I just I do really look at it and say. Right. And I said this in that Twitter thread, you make the Turner healed trade. How much better are you better? Don't get me wrong. Like I definitely mm-hmm. think you're better, but how much better are you sixth seed? Are you fourth seed? I think if you think like making that trade, if you're Rob Plink in the front office and the ownership group, and you're like, all right, I think that puts us in the mix for home court advantage. I realize they're own three and whatever, like nothing's, I mean, this is not a, this is not the NFL where being 0-3 is like, well, it's season over. Can't, right. you know, yeah. call it. Um, you still have plenty of time. If you really say making that trade or making a trade for, 
Hayward and Rogier and giving up a pick or two picks or whatever. If you really feel like, hey, that's the deal, then do it. If you feel like that's really going to put us in the mix for home court advantage, great. But if you're basically saying, yeah, it probably gets us in the play-in, well, I mean, what's I, I get it. They don't have their picks, so there's no incentive to tank here. But like, I'm not throwing good money after bad to chase the play in. Right. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like that, that to me is where it kind of all falls apart. Because I've seen people like, you can't waste LeBron season. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, are I mean, if if that's going to be the end result anyway, like now I've wasted LeBron season and I've given up my draft picks. Like now, where now where am I? That's been an interesting dynamic. And again, not to stay on this topic too long. I know we I can go long on Lakers stuff, but sure. but um that's been an interesting dynamic within Lakers fandom is that you do have some Lakers fans who are saying, Don't waste LeBron's final season, but you are one of his final seasons, right? However many seasons he has left. Um yeah, somewhere between five and a hundred. Right. Who knows at this <laughs> point? But insane. but don't waste this this season from LeBron. Um but you also have, and this is, I think, what a lot of people don't recognize enough, the people who are Lakers fans because they are LeBron fans, well, they don't, of course they want those picks straight. They don't care at all about those sure. picks, mm-hmm. right? Because those picks have no value. The value is zero for them because the only thing that matters is what LeBron is doing. So yep. that voice within kind of the Lakers fan base screaming that a trade needs to get done. And don't get me wrong. I think ultimately they probably do need to move on. If nothing else, just to clear the air because it's a mess. But um, there are those people. I think you have to factor in that there's people who don't value those picks at all because they don't care about what the future of the franchise is after LeBron James is gone. And certainly he's not still going to be with the team in 2029. So I think that's something that has to be considered when you look at what the general perception is from, from fans. No, could completely agree. Let me ask you a question about Ross. Yeah. Um, just in general, let's take the Lakers part of it out of it. Cause I, I don't, I don't think, you know, e- even if you reached all the way into the, the deepest depths of your, your Laker fandom and homerness, there's no way you think Russ turns this around and becomes Russ again and becomes awesome. No, right? no. Like it's just not going to no. happen. No. So, because had that happen, right? Then obviously, then the Lakers are like, "Hey, he's Russ again. He's great. Let's resign him." Mm-hmm. So let's just say this is where it is. At the end of this year, his contract expires. Does Russell does Russell Westbrook after this contract expire sign another NBA contract? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
if we take these first three games and extrapolate that out over the season, this is just what he is. Either that or he, let's say he's somewhere in between last year and this year. Somewhere in between. I, I think the, the real question is, is what we're seeing right now, is that is the hamstring injury legit and that is somehow hindering him? Or is this just what he is right now? If this is just what he is, I would say no. I would say no, because what could you like? I, I mentioned this on my, on my show the other day. What would have happened if four years ago the Clippers had put a Vita Zubats on Russell Westbrook or Yusuf Nurkic had been defending what Russell Westbrook? Mm-hmm. What happens? Yeah, he backs it out and then he blows by him. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's utter destruction. You would never do that, right? No. Now teams you, you were seeking that out, right? Yeah. Like if you were Russ's team, yeah, you were looking to draw that switch. If that can't be overcome now, if that's where we're at, how how do you? I don't know that yeah. you could have him out there, and that's and that's where I wonder, you know, and and it, a lot of it depends on is he willing to be a role player and play limited minutes and all, all that kind of stuff. But if you're a team and you're seeing this happen and he can't overcome that. How do you have him on the floor? Here's my thing with it too. I, Cause I'm with you. I don't think anybody can feel even remotely confident. Even if you are team X, that's like, yeah, we get a man, we can rehab and we can figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way to turn him into a useful player. Sure. You cannot invest anything more than a veteran minimum contract. You can't even give them your room exception. If you're a cap space team, you can't give him part of your MLE. You can't say we're a cap space team and we're going to give him $5 million. You just can't. You you can't. It just be, it's far too risky. And when I look at it and say to myself, let's put his, put, put Russ's shoes on. I think he's going to be like, I'm not a minimum player. I'm not going to play for the minimum. Yep. I think this is a guy who he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars playing basketball. I think for him too, he's got a ton. millions, not yeah. thousands, millions. That's what I meant to say. He, hundreds of millions. Yeah. He just Sorry. bought a thirty-seven yeah. million dollar yeah. house near, near the LeBron. From LeBron <laughs> which is kind of funny too. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, he's also a guy who obviously very clearly has a lot of outside interests, and that's not. I'm being in no way critical of that at all. I think these people are like these guys should live and breathe basketball twenty-four-seven no. is ridiculous. Um. I think he would just say, I'm done. I'm not going to play. I'm just going to, that's it. I'm going to, and I think Russell Westbrook becomes a guy who basketball wise, he retires and that's it. We're not going to see him on TV. We're not going to see him do any of that stuff. We'll still see and hear from him. Cause I think he's going to do like fashion stuff right. and he'll do stuff with other players, but I don't think he's going to pop up as an analyst. He's not going to be on inside the NBA or whatever. No, no, I think it'll be, I'm retired and basketball wise, I'm gone. Like, and we're, you're never going to see me around anymore, you know, until maybe he shows up in Oklahoma City, you know, some kind of reunion thing. Right, and, right. You know, that. Yeah, I, I just, I, I struggle. And the comp I go to and look at a little bit is Derek Rose, right? Derek Rose, super duper star, had the big contract. There's a whole contract rule named after him, yep. right? The Rose rule. And I look at it and say, now his was injury related, right? He, that's what caused, caused his, his fall. It just, since we're on the topic, Woj is tweeting Russell Westbrook unlikely to play versus Nuggets tonight. And also tweeted Michael Porter Jr. is not going to play for Denver. 
That's uh, right. As well. uh, remains hopeful of a return versus the Timberwolves on Friday. Yeah. Um, there's also a report that's just popping up here. I'm seeing it. Uh, it. Grain of salt. Stephen A. Smith says he's expecting Russell Westbrook to come off the bench on Friday against the Timberwolves. I think it's possible. I think it's certainly yeah. possible. Now, back to my Derrick Rose comp, right? Derrick Rose injury related. But then Derrick Rose reinvented himself as a I'm going to be Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford. I'm going to come off the bench. I'm going to be a bench scorer. I'm going to do my things. I just don't think Russ has that in him and wants to. He also doesn't shoot the way Derrick Rose can. And Derrick Rose is by no means a knockdown sharpshooter, but he can't shoot and will shoot, you know, jumpers and do it well. So I just, yeah, I, I struggle to see Russ reinventing himself and I struggle to see anybody else saying there will be teams. Of course, it'd be like, you want to play for the minimum and come in and, be you know backup or maybe fight for a starting job sure no problem but i, I just and, and then i think for him it's i'm not gonna take it i'm not gonna take that kind of money and you know moving on to whatever's next yeah you know there's a, a similar and obviously there's a lot of parallels we can draw with these two players but john wall um there's a story out about him where he was talking about the the situation uh with the with the rockets and uh this is coming from sam mamick of, of the athletic i said that he was offered, but last year he went to Miami and the Rockets contacted him and said, hey, we'll play you like 10 minutes a game. Some games you might not play uh, or you can just not play for the whole year and we'll try to trade you. Yep. And those were the options he was given. And he went, yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to play that. I don't want to play 10 minutes a night and not play all that often. I could see Russell Westbrook making that same decision. If a team comes to him and says, hey, you know, we, we can use you off the bench. You're going to get... 10 minutes as our backup point guard. Some nights we might not play you. Him just go, nah, not interested. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's where he's going to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be – that's why I think after this contract, no matter what happens, it's going to be, thanks for the great time. See you later. Yeah. Yep. Could happen. Unfortunate because he is one of the all-time greats um, for sure. We'll see what, you, what he's done over the course of his career. All right. Well, let's wrap things up there. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show right here on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast version, follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Toss us a review and uh, and yes. a five-star rating as well, if you wouldn't mind. Love getting the reviews on the show. Really, really do appreciate them. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com